0: Barbecues are passion, and that's just what you'll get Where the can Burns is a barbecuer, Tales from the Pits
1: Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits, this is Brian And Andrew And today we are here at a place in Katy, Texas And we are here with
2: Brett Jackson
1: And Brett, you are with Brett's Barbecue Shop Yes, sir um, out here in Katy uh, in a former place of uh, some people may remember old timers anyway non muckers um, now obviously Brett's barbecue shop um, inherited the original pit and so we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit as well um, but let's come back and, and talk a little bit about your history and barbecue for you and
2: influences so where'd you where'd you grow up? Texas, born and bred. Uh, yeah. I grew up in Katy, Texas. Born and bred. Well, not born, but <laughs> but you lived here a long long time. standing. So what were some of those
0: early barbecue places that that you remember going to, either in Katy or just anywhere in Texas? Uh,
2: I mean, Muckers was actually a big place for me. Cause it's one of it's one of the few places that was really around here uh, when I was growing up. Uh, Here, Midway, Dozier's, uh, out in Fullshire. Dozier's made a
1: top 50, I think, right?
0: Yeah, and then then they still do, I think they do meat processing there, and I know they do their own
2: sausage and a bunch of stuff over there, too. They used to make these beef sticks. I don't know if they still do. It's been a while (laughs) since I've been out there that kind of look like Slim Jims. But But Daniel (laughs) Vaughn was actually there today. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: He was. I saw him post that online that he was eating a sausage up at Dozier's today. So. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he, he didn't stop in, I guess. But I, th- <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think he's just on a sausage kick, and so he's going to all these meat markets well, right now. He but makes his own sausage. I know. We'll get into that oh, in a little bit, no, too. I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure Daniel will be here sooner rather than later. <laughs> so, so he grew up going to some of the meat markets, some of the older school Katy, Texas places, um, did you do any cooking, or was barbecue in your family
2: growing up? Uh, barbecue wasn't really in my family. I've always, I've always loved to cook. I've always loved to grill. Um, I really didn't get truly into personally smoking until a little later down the road. Um, but cooking's always been a big part
0: of my life. So when you when you started cooking barbecue, was it briskets or what did you
2: first? Well, uh, I guess you can say I started with ribs. Um, the gateway drug to barbecue. Yes, yes. indeed. <laughs> indeed. Uh, then I cooked my first brisket, and uh, <laughs> how'd that turn out? <laughs> like, like all of our first briskets. It, it was. It was. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't the greatest thing I've ever made in my life. You, you, you cooked, cooked your sh- first chopped you, beef. Is you, you could, could did. chew it, but
0: it was kind of tough. <laughs> we've, we've been there. We've all been there. When did
2: when did barbecue become a job for you? Uh, I was. I went out to Austin. Uh, I did about a year and a half culinary school out there. Basically, I got out of college, sold insurance for five years, not for me. Um, So about 29 years old, I decided to head out to Austin, go to culinary school. Uh, And I worked at a couple places around Austin. I was sort of at that place where I was kind of at a crossroads where I was either gonna go start being sous chef start kind of figuring out if I wanted to do fine dining or what I really wanted to do and I was looking at, at Craigslist looking for jobs and actually at this time I wasn't even really thinking about changing jobs and I saw this ad that said Pitt Apprenticeship and you know it's apprenticeships I think are something that lack these days uh, you know I think Everybody knows... Buy a pit and you're a master. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I watched uh, YouTube. I can do this. (laughs) Exactly. How hard can it be? Um, But so, anyways, I I was curious. And, you know, it's... I always said, you know, when I was growing up, When I was younger, I was like, man, I always thought it would be cool to have a barbecue place. I didn't even really know why I thought it would be cool to have a barbecue place. I just always loved barbecue. Do you still Uh, think that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. But so anyways, I saw this ad. I was like, let's go check it out. And at this point, I had no idea where I was going. Uh, So I get in my car. Yeah, I lived in North Austin. Good <laughs> so side. I, so, so I, dro- I drive about 45 minutes and I'm like, where am I going? <laughs> so, there's nothing out here. I come into this little town, Taylor, Texas, and I'm like, okay, this, this is kind of interesting. And this this was way before there there was
1: a lot of connectivity through all the stores and strip malls and everything. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about truly
2: like fields and fields and fields. Yes. yes. Uh, I drive out, I park my car, and I'm just kind of blown away by this. Just, I mean, it just embraced everything that I embraced. It was old school, it was rugged, it was just, it was real.
1: Well, what was your, as, as you entered
2: the building, what was the thing that caught your mind the first? I mean, the, f- the, fir- the first thing that caught my mind was the smoke on the walls. And later I found out the walls used to be painted green, and they've literally, over years, have turned brown from smoke. And there was also, when I walked in, at a certain time of the day, there's this kind of glare that kind of goes through the Cut, entire through building. It through the smoke, and, and it's like a beam of light. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's just cool. And it, and it was kind of one of those deals where it was like, I think that's the sign, <laughs> you know? It, it, was, it was just, it, it, it just felt like home. I mean, the, the moment I walked in there, it was just, it felt like I was in a place where I belonged. And sat down, had an interview with uh, Wayne, talked to Jason. A couple weeks later, got a call and the rest is history. So what, what were you doing
1: at the beginning? What were those first days working like? So without, without a big background or long history of barbecue, um, he, was it cleaning tables, or did they throw you into cleaning the pits?
2: No, no. It's I didn't have to clean the pits yet. <laughs> now, in the in the beginning, which is which is one of the one of the reasons this place is so cool is, you know, you start from the beginning. I mean, it is literally you're an infant, and you're not ever gonna touch a brisket unless you're rotating it, or seasoning, or trimming it the first six months at least that you work there i mean for a lot of people it's eight months to a year but it's learning the basics it's using your senses it's using what god gave you to and, and know. no thermometers right no More yeah so it's feeling it's, it's feel and touch. feel and touch tight. using your sense and you know it's understanding how a fire burns it's understanding what piece of log how heavy that log weighs so you actually you know when you learn barbecue this way you don't have that excuse where I can't cook on a pit because you you know like you you just you've learned in a fundamental way where you just know no matter what pit you're on you know how to cook it. The and, phrase I
1: like to throw around is the art and the science, and you're learning the art, yeah, as opposed to the science.
2: Right? Absolutely, and you know it's it's. Wayne Wayne's very scientific too so you know it's kind of a the, the mix of all worlds because you know he would explain to you about you know how the fat breaks down and you know the different collagens I mean it was he, it was kind of like going to school some days and uh, and it was one of the best experiences of my life and thankful every day for it what all, um,
1: after you learned into you mentioned you know six months or more, do your time there? I mean, did you get to cooking the briskets eventually, and oh, yeah. making the sausage? All of that? Oh yeah, the whole the whole shebang.
2: Yeah, it's you know. Sausage definitely came before brisket, just because sausage is a lot easier with two people than one, especially when you're doing hundreds, 100, 120 pounds. Were they uh, still using the, the old sausage
1: stuffer there? Back no. Back then, they'd already retired no, that. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, yeah. <laughs> at least we weren't frank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause, cause what, what a, lot of, a lot of people aren't aware of either is, you know, at Louis Miller Barbecue, there's no AC. So in the middle of the summer, I'll never forget walking and I don't know who put this in this restaurant but back and this wasn't even by the pit back in the back someone put a temperature gauge and I'll never forget walking in there one morning at 2 a.m. and that thing read 98 degrees <laughs> And I was like, it's just going to get uh, hot. It's it's almost cruel to have (laughs) a temperature gauge right there. (laughs) That's what I was saying. I was like, who would do this?
1: But uh, I remember Alex Bender had the the truck, and his pit was not insulated. And he had a a pit in the truck. I think he said it hit 140 one day in the summer. I mean, it's brutal in some of these places, I imagine, for sure.
2: I mean, you know, if you're by the fire, it's 120, you know. And it's a couple hot, hot summers. (laughs) And uh, it, it got a lot worse when uh, when our wood splitter broke, and then we had to start chopping wood by hand. <laughs> oh wow! But so, so two two years that you were at Louis Miller, yeah. Um, after two
0: years, again, it was time to to move on. You're ready to go and spread your wings a little bit. And so, uh, what what was next after Louis Miller for you? Uh, well, I took a
2: little venture back to Houston. Um, I was kind of looking I was kind of looking for something in barbecue um, yeah you know, that's what I've been doing that's what I love I got an opportunity to go over to East downtown where we were gonna it's gonna be a bar but we were gonna be we we're gonna build out a kitchen do some barbecue out there which was great because East downtown especially at that time had zero food um, but as happens a lot of times in restaurants thing things didn't go exactly how we had planned
1: restaurants and marriages are probably
2: the two largest marriages and marriages <laughs> were, very much. So. <laughs> and uh so you know what was supposed you know i was i still did barbecue yeah. on the weekends but it, it wasn't it wasn't quite what i was looking for so um from there i had the opportunity to go on to a place called midtown barbecue um which we opened up. My years and days get mixed up. It was around uh, 2016. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember because we were there. <laughs> yeah.
1: In, in our first visit there, the, the thing that we noticed the most was the amount of pepper in the brisket. And for Houston, I mean, I mean, West Arena and, um, and now Jim Buchanan are obviously... Kind of in that same vein of, of heavy pepper, which I love, but that was a standout to me. Was was this this just popped, and that was that was a
2: good thing to see. Yes, sir. Central Texas. <laughs> you know, so that was They, they a love their pepper, and they love their We probably did have his
0: barbecue at Louis Miller back in the day. Just didn't realize it was him. <laughs> yeah. so, so Midtown was in. You know, for those not familiar with the landscape of Houston, it's a, Midtown is Midtown of Houston. It's a high-rent area, a lot of young crowd, hip crowd. Um, so I know there's a lot of bar stuff that you guys did there, but, but it's... It had a very big menu if I remember. A really big that, right? menu. Lots, yeah. lots
1: of appetizers.
2: And yeah. Whole, yeah. I, remember, but that's, I mean, it it's a, a tough place.
0: location. I think that restaurant has been like three or four different things over the last decade.
2: Well, it kind of sits in that spot.
0: Yeah, it's right? kind of in no man's land where it's at. That's
2: yeah, it. I feel like now they're, they're kind of bridging that gap a little bit. But Midtown was great. I mean, Midtown was... Yeah. Welcome. The best learning experience I could have ever had. I mean, I, you know, I didn't really have a lot of experience as far as running a restaurant per se. So, so, I mean, what's the difference between between
1: working your way up as a apprentice and then working the pits, making the just to actually, as you mentioned, running the restaurant
2: it's it's a big it's a very big difference and especially you know one thing i've learned in in life itself is you learn a lot by learning what not to do wrong (laughs) and i mean it's back of the matter and you know at midtown uh, i think that's that was the biggest fall midtown was there was a lot of a lot of people who were trying to do a lot of different things and no one was really doing it in sync and it was you know and it was like i said it was a great experience i learned a ton i learned a ton about the restaurant business i learned a ton about again what not to do and what to do and uh it was a great experience and the super bowl was a lot of fun it was wild <laughs> but at the end of the day you know it's you know some some of the parties involved they they probably should have never gotten into the business to begin with because it wasn't really what they were used to and at the end of the day it they did not want to do it anymore. You
1: have to have a passion for the food and a passion for the cooking because it's it's more than just being a bean counter. Oh, no, without um, a doubt. Especially in the restaurant business, and I mean, I know sometimes margins are tight and the the amount of effort you have to put in to right. build out a menu like that.
0: And running a restaurant, just you you have to wear ten different hats. You have to have your accountant hat and your cook hat and your service hospitality hat, and it's just it's a lot to take on if you've never done it before. Yeah. And,
2: and the and the one thing I you know I learned is and something I won't ever do again is. It's really easy to start focusing on the other stuff. And when your passion, when your love is barbecue, I've learned that's what that's what I should always stick to. And, you know, and that's that's like here, you know, I've I've surrounded myself with people who we all have strengths and all of our strengths complement each other and it's made for a really cool team. And uh, when barbecue is supposed to be the main, the main focus and focus goes elsewhere, the barbecue, you know, is not as good as it could be. And that's you know something I learned from there, and something that I won't ever do again. And, you know. and usually I say if you see a sign that says
1: barbecue and burgers, or barbecue and fish, or barbecue and sushi, as we have here in Houston, <coughs> the barbecue takes takes a hit because yeah. you, you can't focus fully. Uh, on. I mean, and
0: realistically, the thing, the other thing, in the end, probably isn't as good as it could be either. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, it's hard to do one thing really well, much less multiple things.
1: Yeah, multitask yeah. is doing two things half as good as you should.
0: Right. <laughs> so when when Midtown ends, and and you're ready to move on to the next phase of your cooking career um what did that end up being
2: well after midtown uh was pretty tired (laughs) it'd been about three straight years of no sleep long long days seven days a week uh and so i kind of took took a little break took, took a little relax um i started working with some people doing caterings uh we set a, I set up a little kind of catering barbecue pop-up deal. Uh, we'd go around town, do some pop-ups. Uh, we catered quite a few events, and, yeah, it was nice. Uh, and it was...
1: Catering barbecue and everything, or just barbecue, uh, or...?
2: It was a little bit of everything, mostly barbecue. Um, but, you know, I, I do some stuff. I, I got into business with... Uh, jeff smith and susan smith who own hustle of pasta and so we did the Pinot course show that's kind of how i got into business with them uh and after i'd done that a couple years when i got out of mid uh midtown me and jeff had talked and he he wanted to know if i wanted to come on and you know we were going to talk about opening up a barbecue place together and i agreed to come on and uh do the catering and kind of do some business with him uh, hoping that, you know, we'd eventually open up a barbecue place together. Uh, that didn't quite work out, but it, 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 was, it was a great experience because I, I really got to learn the catering side, understand that side of the business, which in my, in my opinion is super important. I mean, there's if, if you have a restaurant and you're not doing catering, start Because there's a a lot of good money you can make in catering. There's good money. It's consistent money. And you know, especially in barbecue. You know your pars. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And you don't have to get health permits like you do for a pop-up. Yeah, um, from that you still have to be compliant and legal and right. have the right permits, but it's a lot easier right. than trying to get But in barbecue, food you know,
0: the, the worst thing is having leftover food at the end of the day. When you do a yes. catering, you know how many people you're catering for. You're making this much food, and it's
2: and if there's leftovers, they already paid for it. <laughs> exactly, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. leftovers that you've already been compensated
0: for. So yes, catering, especially in barbecue, is is a very good revenue stream. And it sounds like this brought you back to Katie, which you know was a seemed to be a perfect twist of fate because. Non mockers after many, many, many more years. More than 40 of business, years.
1: Yeah. Yep. And so, really a, a
2: staple in the area. John, John, actually, John passed away about three years ago. So, uh, his wife, she, you know, she kept it rolling. Um, I like to say that she she was just sick of smelling like barbecue. <laughs> <You know? laughs> not not that she didn't love barbecue, but I don't think it was her first career choice. Sure. And you know, think, after, you know, after I, I after think our for, barbecue wives would agree to that as jokes. well. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, after smelling like smoke for forty years every day, <laughs> ready for something else, yeah. You know, ready for ready for something. But uh, but now it's you know. I saw that this place, I, I mean, I was actually coming up here to eat, and I saw and there was a butcher paper in the window that said, Gone Fishing, which I thought was really funny. Uh, and about a couple of days later, uh, a friend of mine, Michael Campbell, had sent me, someone had said something about Naumacher's closing, and a friend of mine had tagged me on Facebook and the article was just to let me know, you know, that it was open. So. Well, that's interesting. So I came up here and I bugged everybody in the shopping center. I couldn't get in touch with anybody. I took some, uh, I took a suit next door <laughs> to try and get the landlord's number. I finally did talk to the landlord, and uh, you know, kind of explained my situation. You know, what 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 I was looking for, and so she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay, I'll." You know, get Trudy to call you, and I was, you know, so I'm, I'm, my head's in the clouds. I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm gonna get to this place. Uh, so about a month, maybe a month and a half goes by, and now I'm in the dumps, and I'm like, well, I guess it's not happening. <laughs> and so I'm calling and calling. No one's really returning my phone calls, and I mean, I pretty much given, and I'd started looking to see, you know, what else might be out there next thing i know get a call from trudy she's she's like i heard you were interested and in, uh maybe taking the spot over i was like absolutely and she goes well when can you meet as soon as you want to <laughs> i'm like right now if you want to uh, so anyways i met with her uh about a day later and we sat down great lady we had a, some really good conversations just talking about barbecue and the old days and stuff like that and uh you know she was like well, are you interested? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so you know, we, we worked out a deal and a couple. Did she
1: did she try to dissuade you from from buying it just because of what it takes to run barbecue or anything? Try to talk you out of it at all? Or?
2: No, not 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 really. Um, I mean, you know, Tr- Trudy. She, I mean, she, she she was here for forty years. She loves barbecue. So she, you know, she 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 was she wasn't. She, we were just. She was just telling me how great great this place was and how much fun you know they had over the years doing it and you know how it it was a little different now that john's not around anymore and you know i think i think that's one of the reasons she she held on i mean she closed in june i believe and uh maybe even earlier than that and you know she's been she kept paying rent i think i think it was something which i i would completely understand you know it was hard to let it go um and, you know, I, I feel so privileged, you know, to be in this position uh, and to be able to take it over. And, you know, I had all the respect in the world for John and, you know, I, I, barbecue I, I grew up eating. I, not many people can you know, say absolutely. I, I opened up my barbecue place in the place I grew up. At. Absolutely. Cool. And I just, you know, I,
1: it's a way to, to kind of carry the tradition. But but new school is well. right. Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah. I feel honored to keep carrying the flag. So when when did Brett's Barbecue Shop open? So we opened in, <laughs> in... Jacqueline? <laughs> no, we opened in September? I think the end of September. Um, like I said, it's, been, it's been a whirlwind. It's been one come. continuous mix. It, it has no. been. Uh, but yeah, I believe it was at the end of September. Um, and opened up. But well, you know, was it wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, you know, it's because
0: yeah, you had a built in clientele that is used to a certain type of barbecue in this building for their entire lives, their childhood, their you know now their adulthood, and and you were coming in and you were doing a different style of barbecue than was here before. Was there did how was the how was the customer
2: receptive to that? Did it take some time? Or you know they're I'd say about ninety percent were very receptive to it. Um, generally if I could tell if I can tell it's someone, one of the old non mockers clients who especially if they're a little bit older, I always love to give them a sample before they before they do anything. It's like it's like here, taste it. <laughs> smart, smart move. And uh, and like I said, the majority of the people I've had very few complaints. Most people are, have gotten on and, board. And
1: we think or, Houston has made that shift to where, when when I, you know I hate to call it craft barbecue, but when when craft barbecue Central Texas barbecue came to town. And became prevalent. You know, some of the first places had a big, big problem because people were used to the fat being cut off or trimmed incredibly well, if not um, smothered and covered, smothered and covered. You know, <laughs> um, not prime, so it was leaner by default as well. And I, I think Houston, in general, started to really accept that as becoming the norm because it's better. Uh, but you know, they, they seem to be more more acceptable right.
0: to it. Well, ultimately, you, you don't have a super crazy menu full of just. Modern, thing I mean, you have no. brisket, ribs. You're making your sausage pulled pork. I mean, these are barbecue staples. They're just prepared in a different way than they were previously prepared by uh, by John Nonmark. You know, when Nonmarkers was open. Um, but once once you started getting that clientele and started getting people used to the product that you're putting out, then I know you've been able to kind of spread your chef wings a little bit and and, and do a little more creative
2: stuff. Uh, I know there are pork belly burn ends on the menu now. Yes, indeed those are those are definitely a fan favorite uh we do those every saturday um so basically we set up thursday through sunday we have one special every day which that gives me the chance to when i'm up here all night kind of get kind of keep my mind fresh keep my artistic mojo flowing and you know have a little fun and you know for me for me that's what it's all about you know I there's always, a crispy cream bread pudding is that Krispy that? Kreme bread pudding we got uh we all we also do take crispy cream donuts and put some brisket in the middle of it and it, it's interesting <laughs> everybody's got a different opinion on it but I suggest you try it for yourself because it, it is it's 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 interesting um, but it's you know it's it's it's, it's for me it's fun um, are you know, hey, I, out
1: of the Krispy Kreme bread pudding right
2: now? No, I'm, so, gonna, so I'm gonna go buy it. I'll be back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So Brian's going to get that. So, um, so you know, the specials are that they've been received pretty well. Do those usually go pretty quick, or what's the? Uh, first, oh, yeah. what, are, what are the da- hours and days of operation for you guys?
2: So we open up at 11:30 and we close when we're sold out.
1: Um, my
2: goal is to be open till at least six o'clock every day. That doesn't always happen, especially on weekends, uh, I'm
0: sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: And you know, it's a, it's a, it's all it's all kind of a learning curve. It's all trying to figure out you know. Uh, different days are different. Every day is different every week. It's, you know, there's not in the beginning there's not a whole lot of consistency to uh, you know numbers so you can't uh, predict
0: what you haven't seen yet Yeah, year two you'll probably have a better idea okay january yes it's about this february's about that but you're still in those learning stages of those cooks now
2: but i mean you know on on saturdays right now (laughs) i'm getting the point i'm cooking about as much as i can especially with those burn-ins because they take up a lot of room but i'm actually uh i'm working on fabricating my own racks to go in so i can kind of have a second level in my pit um which i should be done with those next week so well, let's talk about that
1: pit so yeah one of <laughs> the most most interesting things about this building and, and nun is um not too many offset pits were in houston back then pizzatolas with, with the brick pits uh, i don't know too many others back then but there's one
2: here and it's it's a beast it's pretty unusual it is a beast and it loves to eat some wood. Um, it's about as, actually, I think it's older than I am. Um, it's got some cracks, it's got some wear and tear, but at the end of the day, it cooks some dang good barbecue um, You know, it's something, part of what I took with me from Louie Miller is, you know, if you know how to cook barbecue right, you can cook it on anything. Yeah. It might be a little extra effort, and, and, and <laughs> you might be a little more tired after a day on certain pits than you are on others, but it's it's it can be done. And no <laughs>
1: thermometers on the pit, so uh, which weren't there before either. So, no. I mean, again, it, it goes back to that kind of sensory cooking aspect. Um, some tiny doors that I don't know how you can fit in those doors. <laughs>
2: They're like airplane <laughs> doors. There, there's yeah. many a forearm <laughs> for that burns in that pit over the years, <laughs> I assume. Yeah.
1: Uh, but but it's always always cool when you know i don't want to say the word overcomes but when somebody can turn a quality product out of out of a pit like that and do it you know by well, by it shows descent. the true cooking prowess right. of the person you cooking on it. You know, it like,
2: it's pink. pink I mean. Oh my gosh.
0: So, <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're looking at the crispy cream oh. bread pudding right now. That's just <laughs> break up the table. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. and, yeah, we'll, we'll post pictures of it if we can get some before oh, we eat it. It's
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, good.
0: <laughs> staying away from dessert for a minute. You're, you're you're doing something here that for the longest time Houston wasn't done at a whole lot of barbecue places. You're making your own sausage, um, which we absolutely appreciate and that's one of the hallmarks of our show is house-made sausage. We, we, we like the creative stuff, the chile relleno, all the crazy stuff that Teos does. We like just the old-school classic beef sausages. You're
2: doing, right now, you're doing all beef? I do all beef. Uh, I do some jalapeno and cheese, and I have my house original. Um, that's kind of the two I'm sticking with right now. Um, sausage was one of those deals I just... I wasn't sure if I was going to do or not. Um, I learned to do it when I was working at Louis, uh, but the one thing that is not given out that no one sees except one person in that place is the sausage recipe. So you know, coming in, you know, I understand the process, but it had been a really long time since I had done that process. But I had nothing to really go on and so I was like so I'm, you know do I want to take this chance Do, do I it's just kind of me doing the sausage is it gonna to be too much work but at the end of the day it's you know in my opinion sausage brisket pork ribs those are the staples they're the Trinity for a reason and if you if 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 I'm not doing one of those I'm just kind of I'm just not really living up to my <laughs> what well, it's i can it's do a creative
1: outlet yeah we, we've exactly. told so many people i mean there's jalapeno cheese sausages in the world but they're all a little different yeah and um especially if you can do kind of get a little little wonky and a little crazy with it too which you can go and chili is a perfect example of of getting outside the box but still being a quality sausage exactly um now as far as making it do you use brisket trimmings or i yeah. mean for somebody, your volume is that? Is it all trimmings? I, I would imagine you have to kind of mix a little.
2: It's all trimming, uh, and that
1: goes to um, something about how much trimming you have to do on your briskets to begin with.
2: Yeah, which which you know it's it allows me also to be able to have very uniform shape. Where we can not, they're not always, but as much as we possibly can, you know we we're, we're able to take a little more off than I would if if i wasn't making my own sausage it's painful
1: uh, to to see i mean i i i think i don't know how big your, your briskets go but it's easy to do two three pounds per brisket in trimmings oh, and you multiply that times every brisket and, yeah. and then subtract that from the price that you're paying you know you're charging your customers it's, it's I do amazing every day. <laughs> <laughs> being able to repurpose is obviously a great a great solution um from uh I don't know what we'll at this point. Brian, Brian's in a <laughs> How bread pudding. Is it? pudding.
0: We're going to have to come back and li- re listen to this episode because we probably haven't really paid attention in the last five minutes that been eating this because it's delicious. But yes, the, the crispy cream bread I can pudding. taste it's the
1: crispy cream. cream. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah.
0: Yes, you definitely do. Yeah, it's uh,
2: it's a, it's good.
0: <laughs> so, hearkening back to the Louis Miller days, there are beef ribs here. Uh, is that a Saturday special? Or is we do them every, every day. Every day? Um, are you doing the. Uh, Chucks or the well, no,
2: three plate three plate. Three plate. No. Um, doing mostly um, eighteen fifty five black Angus, which are some of my favorite. I would love to do forty four farms too, but that's tough to do. <laughs> Shout out <up>, to
1: forty four farms.
2: <laughs> I got I got to cook. Uh, I've gotten a, a couple and. They turn out really nice. They're a little smaller than, you know, what I'm used to I, cooking. I think their
1: harvest weights for for all of their products. They like they harvest a little earlier.
2: Yeah, but they they're pretty. <laughs> Go look at at the top of my Facebook page and <laughs> you'll see what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> and, and you you do what we really like, which is you you charge a flat rate for your beef rib. Yeah. Um. So it's tw- today it's twenty eight. You know, prices are always subject to change, but um, regardless of the size of the rib, it's it's a flat rate, and we like that because. Um, they They range so much sometimes that you can be shocked uh, you know as, as a consumer I mean you 're thinking, okay, some places twenty five dollars a pound, twenty dollars a pound, but then when you get it and you wind up being forty dollars and you 're kind of shell shocked because you 've also bought other, other yeah. meats as well so it's good you just know what you 're getting you know, what what price you 're going to pay yeah.
0: so what are there any future plans for menu specials? What's the future of Brett's barbecue shop?
2: Ah, uh, for you know, for right now, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. Um, you know, Jacqueline's done an amazing job on social media. Um, you know, keep that going strong. You know, keep running. And you know, I don't. You know, the pork belly burn ins Those are just kind of a staple special. They're not going anywhere. But besides that, I like. I like to do new new specials every week. Um,
0: and it keeps the know. customer interested too. Yeah. So, I mean, that way instead of getting the same, you know, one person in once a week, you might get that person in two or three times a week. There are certain specials that, okay, I got to come on Wednesday because on Wednesday he does this, or I got to come on Sunday. Cause. Yeah.
2: And, you know, there, there's certain, you know, I did some brisket enchiladas uh, yesterday and they were a huge hit. So, definitely see those back. <laughs> but, you know, and. But I like to have a rotation. I like to do new stuff. I like, I like to keep things fresh and kind of keep people curious on what's coming next. And uh, so look forward to some interesting things in the near future. <laughs> Ryan, as I've told Brett multiple times before we started
0: recording, I lived in Katy for eight years. And I wish those years had been where Brett's barbecue shop was available to me. <laughs> talk about Houston Barbecue all the time and the growth and expansion of Houston Barbecue over the years. And we kept waiting we
2: we're like well, we kept why? talking about Katie why, like, why, why is nobody here in Katie? Hearing Katie yeah I've been saying that my i've I've been saying that for the last 15 years of my life and now they're they're not they're all coming now <laughs> yeah, <the Coopers> and, <laughs> which, um, which is great uh, you know the more the merrier in my mind I mean you for me I would love to get five or six good places because if you have five or six good places now you got more people flowing in from the city to Absolutely. come out to check out multiple barbecue spots or mm-hmm. people coming from different
0: city I mean different you yeah, know, you're, you're less than half a mile off the highway so if you're coming through from Austin to Houston or vice versa it's it's a easy stop right off you know exit Mason Road yeah. Yeah. If you're just
1: well, so these days if there's a big wreck on I10 just you know don't even go into no. the town just come, come
2: well, over then, here anyway yeah as yeah, BYOB <laughs> even better so that's yeah.
0: another good tip for everyone
2: right that bring your know. <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> no, let Brett sell you the beef rib, but you can have a beer with it that you bring in, or your own barbecue sauce for,
2: for all those who don't like spicy barbecue sauce. <laughs> that we actually did, uh,
1: <coughs>
2: we had a couple people comment that we don't have traditional barbecue sauce, and you know, for me, I, I love barbecue sauce so. You know, and eventually I'm gonna have multiple sauces, but if you know, we 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 did this deal the next week, and it was BYOB, and it was be, bring your own beer or barbecue sauce. <laughs> Because well, really,
0: traditional barbecue sauce can mean a lot of different things well, depending on where you grew up. That, that's it. That, that's that's
1: why I laughed yeah, well, about some it. is, <laughs> It's KC masterpiece. Exactly. Right? Well, Louis Miller, obviously, they they've got such a unique sauce. And, oh yeah, and you know not they, they have something another. No. Yeah, they, yes,
0: it has, and it's delicious and we love it, but it's, it's a very different sauce.
1: Very much. Yeah, so. if you served that in in Houston, I think people would totally oh, they, they would never oh, they would know what you're doing.
2: But I mean, everybody's got something to say, you know. It's you know. Or bad you'll never please them all but never. but it and if, and if you're trying to you're you're, you're not you yourself crazy, yeah. i mean you're 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 basically just backtracking um, it's if you like it come <laughs> well it, it definitely seems like people are are
0: liking what you're doing out here you guys have been busy both times we come out here and we see the sold out postings every day and it seems like it's been a it's been a very quick success for the last four
2: months now and, and hopefully that continues yeah i mean better than i ever expected i mean it's it's kind of it's kind of a surreal feeling i mean it's you know i, I believe in what i do i work really hard at what i do and i believe that i would get some uh, you know get to this point eventually but i I had no idea, you know, what it, what's happened. I had, I had no idea what, what has happened would happen. It's been awesome. It's been no, amazing.
1: That's no, great. I mean, you, you know, you jumped into the scene. You're providing a good product. I like coming out here.
2: This is cool. Tell people um, about the address again, just to make sure. Uh, 606 South Mason Road, Katy, Texas. Uh, right off of Mason Road in Kingsland. Uh, right next to... Uh, we're just right across the street from uh, Moe's Place and Taco Bell. <laughs> so there you go. We're staring at it now. <laughs> and, and what days are you guys open? Uh, we're open Wednesday through Sunday, uh, 1130 till we sell out. Awesome. Um, and, and, and we know parking can
0: be a little tight sometimes, um, but parking spaces do come open yeah. regularly. I have patience. I, I right. waited a few minutes and, and then, one then it came Especially if, yeah. if you're a local, you call in ahead your order. And, and, and they do take call-in orders here at Brett's Barbecue Shop and, and let them know what you want they'll hold it for you and they'll and you can come pick it up and, you know tell them i'll be there at three o'clock or whatever time yep. and, and then then you can have someone just run out and grab it if you don't have time to stop in but if you have time to stop in sit down and have a meal it's a it's a real fun place to have a good meal at and uh, continued success man we're, we're happy for you
1: thank, thank you very much
2: thank you very much it's been fun